What's going on? Hi. Hi. How's it going? How are you? Good. Long time no see. Has it been? Well, since Elevate. Yeah, I guess it's long enough. <laughs> I don't know. Um, so, uh, how's the presentation? Good? I felt like it was good. There was some good energy in there. Like, there's a lot of solid agents in there. Word on the street was this is the, uh, for all of those that don't know, the part one, part two, part three of the starting the scratch agency story. I heard, did you pitch it to somebody as the part three? That's what I heard. I had a, oh gosh, I want to, like a, a reader, if yeah. you will, yeah. reached out to me and said that they read part one and part two. Adam. Um, to Agency Nation when yeah. I wrote the part one and two. Yeah. And I said, you know, it's too bad you're not coming to IAOA because this is essentially like a little bit step further into like a step three. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's just a little bit more actual things that now you're in your agency, now you're functioning, now what do we do? We yeah. take it to the next level. How long have you been in your agency? So we I just should celebrated. know that. I feel like I should know that. No, I mean, every, you deal with 100 million agents a day. Um, we just celebrate our... 100 million our anniversary in November for four years. So we're in the fifth year. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. I guess I thought it was maybe a little longer. Well, I mean, I've I don't been, know if that's good or bad, but... I think I... You've been in insurance longer, though, yeah, right? Yeah, You were State years. Farm, right? Yeah. 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 See, I know that. Yeah, I was, like, barely an adult when I started insurance. So, yeah, I was, I was just about 20. So it's been a while. How old are you now? I'm 33. Oh, I was going to say, I thought we were close to the same age. Yeah, I'll be 34 this year. I'll be 35. Ah. Hey, Look at us in the know, right? mid thirties club. Just you know, taking the industry by storm or something <laughs> exactly, like that. Exactly. Um, so how's how's life been with the agency? I mean, what's going on? So we, um, I feel like no one likes to talk about the ugly of the agencies, well, right? It's no one. It's ever, not perfect. It's not perfect. No, hmm. never. In fact, that's it's amazing. far. That's far from. It's far from. Now it's getting to the point where um, year three was tough, and yeah. I don't think you realize that it's just. It's easy when you're in the middle of a hard year to just constantly be like, oh my gosh, what did I do? How did I make some bad decisions? You're losing customers due to rate, service even. It's hard when you're in the minutia of the ugly to forget yeah. that it's just a time and it's just, you just need to go over the hurdle. We well, said this year was kind of rough. Like what, what was it about this year specifically that ugly that really kind of got you off guard? I think agents, especially scratch agents, they forget how personally invested they are in their companies. Mm -hmm. So like if you're off, if you're having a bad personal year or you're having things that are affecting you, you're gonna bring that emotion into your agency and you might not be as creative, you might not be as, um, is implementable? That's not a no, word. I like, I, I, I fully in, support making up words on this. In implementable? Yeah. And so implementable? <laughs> a bull? Into yes. Yeah. Implementable. I like it. Done. 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 Um, I feel like it's, this year was tough. 2018 was tough because we had a rough, um, it was like the year of the rewrites in year three. Okay. And I hate service. I don't, I'm not good at it. I'm really bad at it. So I had to really come out of my zone yeah. and learn how to do something that we've never had to deal with before at Integrity because we've always been scratch. So we didn't really have a lot of service. Yeah. But then year three hit Starts and it was, oh my God. Yeah. yeah. So we had automation that we needed to put in place and yeah, it was, but it was good though. We're on the other side. So I kind of get yelled at when I ask this question. Okay. But, well, I mean, talking about service, I always say we're not really in the service business as much as we think. And, you know, I don't know if you heard Jason's talk you know, today. Like, we, you know, like that's, he thinks, I mean, again, he's all over the place, but um, that like we might not be servicing in the future. But like, right. I mean, why, why have we, like, have you kind of started to 
move in that direction? Or like, how did you handle that? Did you think like you needed to dive in more? What's the, what's the line that you walked? I had a breakdown. <laughs> that has to happen first. It has to happen. You just hit the deck. Yeah. Um, I, honestly, I wish there was something glamorous that I could say that was like, oh, I just did this and I yeah. handled it. But the truth is, is it was just really hard and yeah. I just had to take it as it came. So I think I'll never forget, like one of the, one of the things that really hit me hard was I had a client who was within my first three customers of opening Integrity. And I just assumed doing everything correctly, you know, renewals, rewrites, quoting, all of that jazz. Everything was A equals B equals C. But the customer wanted to leave because they took a rate increase. And it just, I took it so personally. Really? It was, yeah, I did. It was really, really hard. Come on, you've been doing insurance for like 14 years. Yeah, but this is like a, my baby. Like, I, this, is, this is an extension of me, this right? This person, this client. Yeah, now I don't look at it that way just because it's eventually, you just have to accept what is. And yeah. what is is that you can't How much was the rate increase? Um, it was enough. It was enough. It was well over 15%. Nah. Yeah. Well, this is, I like to get on, like, because, like, I'm obviously a health insurance guy. So, sure. like, 15% is, like... Oh, that's nothing on the health insurance yeah. side. That's I just I, so why so are we doing something wrong in setting the expectation of like these increases like because I feel like we we treat auto home guys with like kid gloves. I a hundred percent think we're doing something wrong. So like, after that experience, I decided to kind of flip it in that um, I took advice from people who were not working in this space but were familiar with the age or the um, industry, and starting to not take things personally. Yeah. And also, you have to prepare them for the increase at the time of new business. So, for example, yep. <laughs> when when I'm writing a policy, I like it. the yeah. your policy is going to go up next year. Right. What? Oh yeah. Yeah, no, it's going to go up next year. Here's yeah. why: because every year this is, and you prepare them ahead of time. Yep. You can even work it into your automation if you want to be so bold. I have not gone that route just because I don't yeah, want I do them it, to yeah. be a hundred percent reminded all the time. Um, but at the nine month mark, what I like to do is, and in fact, Sydney is my customer, and she recently just posted something about this yeah. on her social media page. At the nine month mark. Um, I send them a happy nine month anniversary because it's weird, but adorable. So you send them a happy nine month anniversary and it opens a card. I took this idea from Nick on sending them a car, a gift card yeah. prior to the renewal. So that way when the renewal comes and their premium has gone up, you boom, Starbucks. Yep. There you go. <laughs> so, but I added because I think all great things in the space and you take your idea and then, or take someone else's idea and just make it a little bit bigger or whatever yeah, fits your mold. to your personality. Yeah, I mean, yeah. so when I sent the happy nine month anniversary card and you put the, it's, it's impactful. Yeah. And that's what they remember. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, I've always, I've actually gone the other way and say, <laughs> this is probably, I mean, this is, I know I sell like five PNC policies a year, but like, I would say, yeah, listen, actually, the home policy is probably underpriced it for being real, like, as mm -hmm. far as, you know, like, what, it, what is an average home? We're getting way in the weeds now. but No, like, that's okay. In Arizona, it's about six to six fifty, six hundred dollars $600. That's, that's, that's pretty low. It is, but we make up for it on the auto side. We're really Autos. high on the auto insurance side. Yeah, we're, I mean, on average household, you may be looking at, like, fifteen to 2000 a year. There you go. Yeah, okay. so we make, we make up for it on our side. Yeah. Um, all right. So that has, I mean, this is probably relatively new. So when did you start the the rate increase expectation. Have we, have you gone far enough to yes, get? Yes, I had to start that. It was about a year and a half ago. So, so. you've seen to where it's yeah. had an impact? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've also, um, I've, I've heard other agents do it pretty, the same, but a little different. Yeah. Um, and I just try to be consistent. So I don't make it fancy. I don't do anything. It's just at the time of sale, at the time of new business, right. hey, I'm just gonna remind you like, 
what we talked about, this, that, and the other, and, and they won't. They're yeah. not going to forget that kind of stuff. And you can always make documentation and notes that you, you know, reviewed it. But it's if you get too elaborate with it, then you're just going to cost yourself more money and time, and nobody has time for that. So just at the time of new business, throw it in there, <laughs> and it'll keep them happier. Yeah. What else has been going on? Anything? I mean, this. I mean, we kind of, we really just kind of went for it there with like a straight insurance talk. Like, is there anything a little less insurancey that you're excited about that you've been able to kind of get accomplished? You know, there's so much, there's so much uh, potential for the year ahead that I'm excited about. I feel like, I feel like I was drained for yeah. a while. Um, and in fact, I see, I've seen a couple people here. They're like, last time I saw you talk, you just looked exhausted and stressed. And this, and it's because I was living as a scratch agency owner that had not, had not a clue on how to run a business, but was a pretty decent insurance agent. And that's a huge gap that you need to learn how to fill. Yeah. And so a lot of um, struggle and a lot of implementation and now I, I don't really work at night anymore and I don't like work on the weekends and um, I love my, my oldest two are in high school what yeah that's crazy what? so I mean I get to enjoy a little bit more time with them and um, do things that I want to do which is really nice but I mean I still work a lot let's be let's be real these I yeah. I really I enjoy what I do but I mean I'm still only a baby agent what um I mean, obviously it's a mindset shift, but was there something specific that you said, ah, I'm just, it's like a line that you drew or like a thing that you stopped doing that kind of helped you get to that spot? A couple of things. Um, I believe in going outside the industry that you're in to learn to be better. And um, it took me a while to actually just make that shift. Yeah. So I started um, following mentors outside the space and there was a shift and that I always felt like, and this is like a personal thing, I always felt like no matter what I was doing was not enough. Whether it wasn't enough for the industry, whether it wasn't enough for like a conference, like how you speak at a conference or whatever, or if it's not enough for your clients because they're upset with you because they're leaving you or yeah. whatever it is, I always felt like it wasn't enough. And I heard this like really great quote from uh, one of like the best motivational speakers I've heard. Her name is Rachel Hollis. Have you heard of her yet? I've not. You need to follow her. Okay. She has a, her husband's awesome too and he's tremendous to her. And she makes this, she says this quote and says, you were made for more. And every time I hear it, I'm like, you know what? This is enough. And the agency's enough and the industry's enough. And no matter what, it's going to be ever changing and adapting. Yeah. So I have to stop living 10 years from now because I'm not mm -hmm. going to get to 10 years. I'm yeah. going to throw myself into traffic if yeah. I stop doing something. Yeah, it's hard to do, especially when you, you can get kind of caught up in it of, you know, again, if you, you know, get like involved like you know we have with the industry and just the company you keep and it's just like oh my god there's all this stuff and it's overwhelming at times i would imagine yeah um yeah i mean so what 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 is more for you but in a enough environment does that make sense that's such a cool question but it's because it's like a little <laughs> yeah be specific Aaron. yeah um i think just accepting that there are things i just can't control yeah. I can't control rate increases. No. I can I can control customer experience, yeah. and I can control how I take care of my customers, but I can't control like if they just if it doesn't work for their family anymore. If it doesn't work, I only have a certain amount of time in the day, yeah. and I have to stop trying to be everything to everyone all the time. Otherwise, it's too much of anything is is not good. Not good. No. Um. How's uh, like? So, I mean, I know you had a lot of success with the uh, the wedding insurance and stuff. Is that still going well? You know, yes, it's taken a little bit of a slow. Um, my agency uh, we hired, so my agency needed me 
there yeah. instead of doing events and things like that for Arizona Wedding Insurance because yeah. that industry really is all about you have to be in, in the face all the time because yeah. the industry, you think about it, it's ever changing. You have brides and then you don't have now, now their wives and then they're coming back in. So yeah. it's just, it's, it is changing. So we have actually slowed a lot on the marketing side for that, um, which is actually a goal for 2019 is to get that pick back up okay. again. Yeah. Um, what is like, I know we had, I think we, you did a video, I asked you to do like, what's the one thing that's working? You're pretty good at blogging. Are you still blogging? Like what's the number one way if you had, if I had to like say like, Aaron, you got to pick one thing. What's the one way that you prefer or like to get business? Lender referrals are a bread and butter for yeah. me. Yeah, they, it's just working on those relationships and getting um, not just like the, the referral, but the team. Yeah. That is important to me because it creates a one-stop shop for both them and you. Yeah, do you think people overcomplicate it? Because everyone always so asks much. me, like, well, what do you do for home? And I was like, I, you know, everybody gets, you know, these mortgage broker guys, they're way more incentivized to get this thing done than we are. It's just so, people just right. make, but yeah. you know what though? You can't make everyone happy. And it's almost yeah. like you hear all the time, oh, I need to start doing this, but I right. need to start doing this, but no. It's just like that one it's, thing. It's, I want this and yeah. this is how we're going to do it. So with lender referrals, I mean, they're not perfect by any means. They're high maintenance and things are, Things are difficult to maintain, but anything worth it is. You have to water your grass, you know? I think so, most of the time. <laughs> Unless you live in Arizona, you don't have grass though, right? I mean, I have fake grass. And do you have fake grass? I do. Really? Yeah. But it gets so hot, we have to put like a sprinkler in on the side of it, so um, that way like, like in the summertime, the water. Yeah. So that way it doesn't burn your feet. It's just such a different <laughs> world that you live in versus <laughs> fake grass. Yeah. I didn't know it was a thing. I mean, I knew fake grass was a thing, but yeah, I guess. Yeah, it's gorgeous. Is it? I mean, yeah. you don't have to cut it. It's always green. It's always green. But it gets too hot. It gets too hot. You gotta, water, to, you gotta water it down. I never thought about that. Yep. Um, okay. Um, <laughs> I'm thrown off by the fake grass. I'm trying to recover. Um, so, what were we talking about? I don't know, but I feel like this is like coffee chats. It is. This is so fun. Isn't it? Yeah, we just need like coffee or tea or. Yeah, I was time? I was looking for a cup of coffee. I couldn't find one. I had to run That's out. where I was. I was heading. Oh, for, I should, stopped you should, from. You, no, we should have got coffee first and then came back and had chats. Well, why didn't you suggest it? I don't know. I don't know. Next time. Just next time. Um, all right. Last question, and then I will let you go get coffee. All right. Um, last question is: I have to, I've asked I've asked a lot of people this, so I'm going to ask you. If there's one thing you know that you could change or that you feel is the most disruptive to the way that you would prefer to do business? Like, what's that one thing if you could kind of just take a little magic eraser to it? What, what is it? Oh, man, that is such a good question. I feel like, for me, it is software technology. Yeah. I feel like there are so many things in our industry that need to be done, but like, nobody wants to talk to each other about it. <laughs> Every, like we've got one, we've got one person doing one thing. We've got this person doing another thing. Agents are completely doing another thing because we're in the trenches. Yeah. So I think the most disrupt, disruptive thing is that if I'm in the middle of doing something and it doesn't work or it takes me extra time, if we could just fix that to make our lives a little bit easier, I feel like, like what would that look like though? It's so complicated. Like technology just, in our space, every carrier is different. We're at a complete disadvantage with every single carrier running different programs and feeding into different um, softwares. Well, yeah, I mean, the one thing that kind of gets me is that everyone thinks that if they, if, if a carrier builds this awesome technology piece, but it's only for their right. 
I don't care. I don't care if it's right. 10 minutes. I don't care if it's 30, well, 30 seconds I might get my attention. But, I mean, unless you're showing up side by side with everybody else, like, it doesn't matter. And until I think people wrap their brains around that and kind of, all right, last, this is the last one. Like, <laughs> Fluidity between, well, between the characters. Well, it's like this insecurity of, like, I can't, like, it's just, like, if we are their distribution force, then why are they so insecure about putting themselves side by side when we're going to do it anyways? We are 100% going to do it anyways. I mean, we, that's what we do. Yeah. We do it every day. Yeah. I, I, think, I think a lot of it, too, though, is that it's just about weakness. It's a, it's a sign of weakness. Yeah. Whereas, honestly, which is hilarious because like this kind of event or Elevate, right. um, you get in this room and instead of looking at each other as like, oh my gosh, she does that so much better than I do. Right. Or he does that so much better than I do. We actually can collaborate together to try to figure out how we can better those weaknesses. And if the carriers could do that... Could you imagine? That would be serious. That would be awesome. That would be awesome. It would be, we'd really just be helping our customers at that point. Well, let's go get your coffee now. I'm gonna get my coffee. All right. Okay. Is that good? <laughs> it's perfect. Okay. Thank you. Awesome.